Welcome to the DYB show. Tonight, we have not Dylan. He had to go fix train tracks. Duty calls. True, true. And Aaron's back again. Hello. Hello. And this was going to be called the election special, um, but we don't have everybody here for that, so we're going to split it up into two weeks. And before we do that... um, we have Twitter, Facebook, at DYB underscore podcast. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash do you believe. And, you know, if you guys even just subs- just donate a dollar a month, that'll probably cover our cost to run this show. If not, it goes away. And that would be sad. Anyway, and we have a website, www.doyoubelievepodcast.com. It's got links to all our social media. And post about you can listen to the episodes on the website if you want, and then time to time we'll write things and post them on there too, and that's where the all announcements go. And there's a Facebook page too. And if you want to email us with requests for topics, or tell us we're idiots, or tell us we're geniuses, um, <laughs> request at doublepodcast.com. All right, we're gonna start with why you should vote. I say you should vote because it's important. It's your duty as a U.S. citizen. It's a right that you get that not all countries get. So take advantage of it. And to those that say, you know, oh, my vote doesn't really count. Well, they all add up. That's how it works. If if you got to vote and that was it, that decided it, you, then you would be the ruler. And I mean, I know that sounds better, but that's not how it works here. So everyone should do it. Aaron, you seem to think that you're the type that thinks your vote doesn't count. Shame on you. I think that, but not in the, like, not in that sense. Yeah, I know. A lot of people don't like it, but I just think that, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't trust the people running our country further than I can throw them. And to me, like, every single election, at least, I really only pay any attention to the presidential ones, but there's... Every single time I hear, like, Democrats yelling about the Republicans cheating and Republicans yelling about the Democrats cheating. And I'm sure there are... I'm sure both sides are cheating. I am very sure about that. And if they are indeed cheating, that right there means our, our votes don't matter. Because if they can move votes around... Well, we will actually mention that in the second okay. segment when I describe uh, what the Electoral College is and for, and that is part of the reason. Right. Um, I have voted exactly zero times. I never voted either. <laughs> I just wanted to seem like I was, uh, you know, better than you. But I voted I'm not, one time. I, I, oh, it's wow. Oh, well, time. shame on me. It, okay. Let me just say, I don't think I did anything with that vote. I don't remember what it was for. I think you did. All right, well, well two, th- two things on that. I can I can understand that when it comes to the big, like, presidential elections. But, like, uh, this month, or next month, in a couple weeks, is a midterm election. And for me, the important part is I don't really care about... Because, honestly, when people go to vote, for the most part, they just vote along their party lines, yeah. and that's it. So, okay, that's what you would expect. Um Based on the climate of the country, things might change one way or the other. But whatever, you know. Your vote counts for less, it seems, but it still counts. So it's better to to vote just because 
Just do it. I, I mean, I'll, I'll say as well, you know, like, while I don't think that, like, again, personal personal opinion, I don't think voting matters, at least presidential, like you were saying. But what if everybody thought about it that way? Well, then I think everyone would be pushing to have a different system where it couldn't be so easily corrupted, I think. And that's what I think we need to do, but no one's along those lines with me, so I'll just keep sitting and watching things. We'll pedal happen. back to that. Okay. Um, but I wanted to stress the importance of local elections. Yes. That's something that's not... I mean, maybe if you live in a big city, it is, but like I live in a small town in Kentucky. You live in a medium town in Kentucky. So and I, what I've seen is they, they don't run like on a party for the most part. Like we have in this town, there's a mayor election um, that's going on as well on the 6th. And neither one of them are with a party. So I had to actually listen to them debate and make a decision with no, like, no party stuff to... Now, the way they answer some of the questions, sometimes you can tell they might be more right-leaning, left-leaning, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But the local elections are important because not only you have, like, we've got mayor, but then there's, like, city council members you got to vote in. Sometimes there's, like, sheriff... um, Corner, judges, all this stuff matters in your town. And like yeah. in like a bigger town like where you live, it'll be broken down into districts too that'll yeah. have all those different things. So it is important to do, but it takes more effort because I haven't heard of any of the people that are going to be on the local ballot here. So I actually have to do the research. True. So. I mean, I I will agree. I mean, I I didn't really say it when I said my first little bit about this, but I do think, you know, like, most of my distrust is towards, like, the... It's almost... Honestly, it's almost solely just directed towards, like, the upper echelon of people, like, presidents. I don't trust any of them. I think they're all on the same side. And, you know, just things like that. But as far as the, uh, like, city elections and stuff go, I, I agree. I think it's... I think it is like, you know, it's easy to see, it's kind of easy to see, especially in smaller towns, like, you know, to see your vote actually do something. Yeah. Um, but then, like, you know, then my only other thing that I really get annoyed about is, like, I'm, I'm delivering pizza all the time, so, like, I hear the radio a lot, and there's always these two, I don't know, like... No. I don't know who they are, yeah, but you know, you know the ads, right? About, these yeah. two, these two people like throwing ads at each other, and this turns me off to the idea right away, like right before I even think to get up and vote. And it's just like the one dude is knocking the lady, and just like having all these negative ads that are really poorly edited, and you can tell that they edited them to sound bad against her. And then she'll come back and and have these ads pointing out that she's like, the victim of all these ads, and she's trying to, like, take the high road, but, like, in doing so, she's she's also taking the low road, because she's just trying to, you know, yeah. to bring him down and make him look like a bad guy. So, I, I just hate everything about It would be better if people would not do that. I lose a lot of respect for any candidate that yeah. does any sort, of sm- any sort of smearing. To me, it's just, tell me what you're going to do and what you plan to do. I don't care about, if you have to put down the other person to make yourself look better... I don't want to vote for you either because exactly. you must not be that strong of a candidate. So that's uh... yeah. It's just I don't know. That's I, I think I mean that's also a thing where I think it's like it's just as much 
you know, like you know our fault. You know us being like this, like this average citizen, like it's just as much our fault as them because like they do that and, it, and we feed into it, yeah. dude. Like uh, it's so annoying. It's like so yeah that's uh and honestly with like federal elections for like the president and stuff the stuff they do is not going to have that big of an impact on your life really because after them it it, it usually goes down to the state it's their decision where they go from there and then that's only going to be like the big issues, but most of the stuff that's going to impact you is the local stuff. So it's important to make sure you have intelligent people doing that or your city's going to go to shit. So, and that's, there's a lot, no, they don't get any of the, the praise, the people that keep your city going. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, I don't know, we take it for granted. Yeah. But it, it is important to have qualified, intelligent people in there. Uh, so yeah. yeah that's why you should vote it doesn't take that long um, uh, it's usually like all day right uh, uh, I know most people tend to vote in the morning because of work and stuff but yeah which is another thing I think that and this this is just a thing but like if, if voting is so important I think there should be like some like even if it's just like an hour and a half where like people are permitted to leave work and go vote because I mean it, it is. It is. I could be wrong, but I think you are allowed. Really? Like, I don't think you can be fired because you went to vote. Huh. Pretty sure that's a rule. Don't test it without looking it up. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure because that's that's your right as a U.S. citizen. So. I wonder. Well, just like um, like jury duty, same kind of thing. You true. can't lose your job because you had to go do jury duty. That's true. But I, I do want to do one day. I haven't yet. I might someday. It'd be cool to be on jury duty for like a huge murder or something. That would be cool. Yeah. I don't know if I need all that responsibility though. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're going to talk about the Electoral College because I'm sure people, I know most people you would say, okay, well, oh, I can't remember. I think it was the 2000 election. Al Gore had more votes total than George Bush. But George Bush won because he had more electoral votes. And I'm sure that sounds like bullshit to a lot of people. And it kind of did to me too. So I had to go look up, why are we doing this? There had to be some good reason. It's been around forever though. So this isn't like a new invention. So basically, when you vote in like a presidential election... You're not voting for the president. You're voting for a voter to vote for the president, basically. Kentucky has, I think it was fourteen. Uh, Maybe it's not that many. I think it's forty. Thirteen or fourteen electoral votes, and there is somebody that represents their vote, mm-hmm. and. Um, if most people vote for, if all the people, majority vote for, like, Republican, then those voters would vote Republican. I don't think there's, I don't think they can change their mind or anything, but that's what they do. And now, now the big question is why, why don't we just, just do whoever gets the most votes wins? And there's a couple reasons. I've got two main reasons for this. Um, 
is to protect against the tyranny of the majority. So, I, I can't remember who explained it this way, but... Okay, well, let's use pizza for this example. Okay. There's three of you... No, it's a bad example. Let's go back to the original example. There are two wolves and one sheep, and they're going to vote who gets to get eaten. <laughs> right? Sheep is screwed. Right, no matter what. Because they're not in the majority. Mm-hmm. So... You want everybody's voice to be heard. So if you make it a straight-up popularity contest, then it's more subject to, like, like mob rule. Just okay. kind of like... And you've seen things, like, on the internet with, like, let's say uh-huh. they, they do... Let's pick a new name for the new uh, Mountain Dew flavor. Oh, Everybody yeah. cast yeah. your vote. And then so everybody gets together and be like, hey, wouldn't this be funny? Oh, yeah. And then just, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> if it was majority rule, um, if you were running for president, all you would have to do is go to the biggest cities, convince them that you should be president, and then you're president. And that's all it takes. All the people that are outside of the big cities would have zero voice ever. They would never be heard at all. Mm-hmm. Now, so... Talking about how they developed this, then they said, okay, no, let's do states, and each state gets two votes, and then that's how we determine it. Well, then you run into situations where you've got, like, a state like Montana that has a population of four people, (laughs) and John Mayer, so five people, (laughs) and then, so they get, like, one-fiftieth say in the in the vote even though there's only four people living in there so that's not fair either so they said let's kind of try and balance it so with the electoral college it says yes more populated states are worth more votes but these a bunch of these low population states like north dakota south dakota uh idaho montana are not worth as much but they add up so they do mean something so you have to go to those states and campaign as well. Mm-hmm. That's that's the main reason that they did the Electoral College is to give a fair voice to everyone. Okay. Instead of wherever the highest populations are gets the set, right? Okay. Because if that was the case, then we would, I'm pretty sure we would have like a Democrat in office forever because typically in cities, it's mostly Democratic people tend to live in the big cities and then Republicans kind of out in the lesser densely populated areas. So we've got a good balance going on here. Usually the elections are pretty close this day and age, so I think they're doing a good job. Um, but yeah, that is the main reason for it. Okay. And yeah, it can end up looking weird if... And that really, that's just because it's a close race. Is It's the only time we're going to see those weird, like... Okay, he had more votes, but he won- he had less votes, but he won anyway. You know, it's, it's for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second reason for this is it's harder to steal elections when you do it this way. So if we're doing a straight-up popularity contest vote, whoever gets the most votes wins. If I steal a vote, 
it goes from you to me. Every vote we steal benefits us. Now, if it's broken down like in the electoral college, which is like, and even like the states are broken down into districts, and those have a vote, mm-hmm. and then all those totals up to see who wins the whole state. Mm-hmm. So you would have to, like, if you stole one election, like in, let's say we did in this town, we stole the election, it would count, we would swing this one district, which is makes up a bunch of districts that make up the final thing. So it may not make a difference. Mm-hmm. So you would have to coordinate a bunch of different ones in a bunch of different districts, and it would have to be in states where it would be a close race. If you try and steal votes in like California, that's like a huge blue state, you're, you're screwed, right? You're not going to be able to do it. There's mm-hmm. just too many people voting. Uh, and if you steal every vote it would be very suspicious but so you each each time we run an election sometimes they can predict okay these states are expected to be close races but sometimes they're not right and sometimes other ones end up being so you would have to have some sort of sixth sense to know which ones which districts are close in terms of a race and in a close state too so like it's it's hard to do Mm -hmm. and i that makes a lot more sense to me because if it's a popularity vote, let's say one candidate's got 51%, the other's got 49 If you're If it's just straight up switching votes to the other side by stealing them, um, yeah, that can swing it big time. But True. if you're only swinging, if you've got Kentucky that has 13 districts and you've managed to steal one election, um, let's say... Like, it would have to be, like, um, six versus um, seven. And you would have to pick one district that was on the fence. You'd have to know ahead of time which one it was to maybe bring it to the other side, to maybe make Kentucky turn to the other side. But even then, you know, in the grand scheme of things, how much does that state really impacting things? And in the states that have a lot more population... Uh, stealing elections a lot harder because there's a lot more votes coming in. So mm-hmm. that in itself makes it hard. So that's the reason why we use the Electoral College is one, to protect against mass rule. And it gives everybody uh, what we've deemed to be a fair voice and protects from election fraud the best we can. So with that being said... You don't like our system. How would you change it? Well, would I change it? Jeez, I don't know. I don't know how I'd change things. I just have a couple ideas of some things that should be changed. I know, like, this This isn't voting exactly, but it's a result of voting. But, like, I think one thing that kind of is an issue in our country is people, um, is, like, you know... Assuming everything is, like, as it is up at the top with the presidents and stuff, you know, we get one president coming in, and he or she is putting in all these laws, you know, writing these laws and stuff, and then they're gone in, you know, what is it, like, you know, four to eight years? They're gone somewhere along there. And then here comes someone else, which 
you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully they're in the same party and they have, you know, they think kind of along the same lines because then you might be able to go off of some of the laws that the last person put in. But more often than not, even if they are on the same party, they have other ideas of how to do things. And then the way I see it, things just don't really seem to get done because it's like everyone is like, like pulling, you know, it's like a tug of war. And one person comes in and just undoes what the other person did and does some other stuff. And like, it's just, that's it. So I think that's something that needs to change. How I would change it? I don't know. Is it even actually an issue? I don't know. It's just something that I think and feel. Um, as far as like ideas of how to change things. So, you know, I've thought about it too. My biggest <laughs> issue with at least the election process right now is um, I don't like... I really just don't like... It really comes down to who raises money better. It's really the competition. Mm -hmm. And I don't see how that qualifies you to run for office. Sure, it qualifies you as being popular. Sure. And that's what campaigning is for. So I've thought about this, and this is kind of my idea. It probably never happened, but... This is my idea. So you start, we've already got our districts broken down. So what you would do is you would have, let's say, this town in Kentucky, here, where I live, you've got very the lowest level election. Anybody can run. You just have like, a, I don't know how many people would do it, if there would be any sort of prerequisite Maybe you have to demonstrate that you are serious. Maybe at this first level have some campaigning. Like if you can get enough people to give you signatures to say you're actually trying, then okay, yeah, you can be on it. And then you have a set of debates, essentially. You say, this is what I want to get done, and these are my beliefs. Each candidate does this. Um, maybe, you know, ask debate questions and they can discuss it. Then you have an election. The best one from this district that's it. All right. Then it moves to like a like a tri-state area. So like a third of the state. Then they bring together their, from each of those small districts who won, mm -hmm. have them come in, debate, um, discuss, tell people what they believe and what they want to do. And you move to state level. Then maybe you move to a region. And then you finally have the final election. If you do it this way... Maybe political parties would still pop up anyway, but this gives everybody a fair chance. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to have uh, connections with companies with big money yeah. or anything like that. It's all based on how are you qualified? What do you want to do? And do we want that? And that's what everybody votes. And eventually, hopefully, you would end up with a real candidate. When you've got all the, it's just the money thing, the money factor drives me insane. Yeah. Because whoever gets the most money is going to win. Because if you get the most money, you can get an awesome team to dig up dirt on the other people. You can get an awesome team to make amazing ads that reach out to everyone, that make you look amazing. And if you're just some, you know, independent guy that's just trying to run, like, and they just... They put out a bad ad against you and you, you don't have any money to like defend yourself. Right. You're screwed. So whoever gets the most money wins. And where does that money come from? Either they're rich to begin with or they have 
the companies that are, you know, right. giving their money away, which I hate lobbying, which is companies giving money to to political parties and candidates and stuff. I don't like that. I don't see what the business has to do with anything. I mean, it, now some people could argue, hey, well, the policies you're picking are going to affect these companies. Sure. That's yeah. The CEO can go vote. You know? Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, the, oftentimes I feel like what's good for, you know, whatever company you put in, you know, in there, you know, it's not necessarily what's good for the people and, like, I'm pretty sure there's more people than individual companies in this country. I think so. I don't really know, but I, I think so. so. <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. But, um, I, I will say, because I know you also uh, said something about it wouldn't be so much Republican or Democrat. It'd be maybe more, you know, a little bit mixed more up a, a bit. Mixed, yeah, mixed bag. I, I do think that, like, that's, you know, the Republican and Democrat line of thinking. Um, I know we're talking about, like, you know, what we think might be the biggest country or problems in the country. I honestly think that that has turned into something that is one of the biggest things. Cause like it's getting to the point where people, even though they disagree, like they're not like, they're just not talking or they, they refuse to talk with someone on the other side. And that's, not, that's the opposite of what I think we need to be doing because I just, a divided, like we're already so divided on so many issues as citizens that like, I don't know. I just I just think that furthering, especially the Republican and Democrat gap, is just dangerous. Yeah. No so, I will get on my soapbox for a second. This is um, with uh, with what you're talking about. Both sides want what's best for this country. Mm-hmm. That is not a question. Somehow that has became a question. Now you can have your opinions about the people in Washington. That's fine. We're talking about the people here, all right? I want what's best for the country, and you want what's best for the country. Dylan's not here, but he wants what's best for the country. That's it. But we have different opinions as to what that is and how we get there. Mm -hmm. That's it. So it's worth discussing. But when you say, nope, I'm right, you're wrong, in your head, you know, you've already failed. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's done. It's like, I have my thoughts of what would work the best. If you can show me or explain to me a better way or point out some flaws in my ideas, then we can move forward and be like, okay, you're right there. Let's make some, let's make some concessions. And then, so a big problem that we see now is it used to be, you know, I'm a Republican. I vote, you know, these things here. And I used to say, even when I was younger, it was like, you know, I like all the stuff. I like small government, but I'm really not a big fan of big business. And a lot of Republicans tend to support bigger businesses. And I'm like, you know, I don't really like that. Sure, it makes things cheaper, but it makes crappy products and stuff like that. I'd rather, you know, see a lot more independently owned businesses in a small town versus let's go to Walmart. And that's just mine. That's how it used to be. Someone on the left might be like, you know, I like big government. I like the programs they do, but, you know, I'm I'm not, I can't support this abortion thing or something like that. And we used to have that. Now it is, 
Okay, here is an idea. What does my party say? Okay, that's my belief. Mm -hmm. Versus your party is making your decisions for you. You're not making your own decisions. And that's what's happened. So it's so like watching all the news in the last six months or so. I have yet to see anybody agree on anything at all. Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird. I mean, honestly, like, again, this might be me, like, being all conspiracy and stuff, but, like... We like conspiracies here. Yeah, it's true, you know, <laughs> DYV. Well, like... It, it, things kind of always go, like you said, no, no one always agrees on things. And I realize that, like, there's you know, millions of people in this country, so, like, no one is going to all agree on one thing, but, like, nothing, there is never an answer, there is never an end to a discussion, things always fizzle out, like, and people know this, too, but I don't think people think about it at all, but, like, once one problem is done, the next thing comes up. Once one school shooting is done, the next school shooting is here, or the next political scandal, or the next naturally, just, just anything, like, there's always some big story, and everyone always gets mad about it, but nothing get like it made, they they make no progress, and I think per like personally I think that the people who like like control everything that we see on like you know TV and advertising that kind of stuff like they they put so much like psychological study into a single ad that I think it'd be foolish to think that they wouldn't focus on how to really like you know how to make people. You know, as, as, assuming that, like, all this chaos and indecision on our part is good for, you know, said people running this stuff, I think it'd be foolish to think that they wouldn't put a lot of money and time and uh, science and study behind how to make us discontent with each other. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, like, it, it makes perfect sense. And, like, you know, again, we see these things happen when nothing ever gets done because we're too busy going on to the next thing. Like... Maybe we should slow our roll and stop getting so mad and like open our minds. I'm not even saying like go on like 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 start reaching out to the other side, you know, which I think is what people need to do. I'm just saying, just stop. Take a take take a look, and just try to objectify everything that is going on instead of like I, I work on emotion a lot. That's like most of my thoughts are based on my like emotional initial thoughts instead of actually like sitting down and forming my opinion but like i don't know i don't know i'm getting a little off track now no but it's all good so yeah i think we we do well back to your conspiracy thing real quick um like i just want now i can point it out because i think it's been long enough I have not heard the word gun control in three months because nothing's happened. Exactly. The only reason they bring it up, they only bring it up when bad things happen just to demonize the other side. They don't actually want to get things done. If they did, they'd be working on it right now to prevent the next thing if it was actually a concern of theirs. But they're not. They have no interest in it. It's They just want to tell say the other side is not doing anything. Makes them look good. Everybody buys into that. No, they feel tough. And that's it. Exactly. So, and but, I, I do just want to say with the whole gun control thing, I got, I guess, two words: uh, metal detectors. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. So we'll, um, 
we can do like we can do a small like sample debate at the towards the end of the show just so you guys can see what you need to be doing instead of just calling the other side an idiot you sit down and you discuss because both people want the right thing mm -hmm. and both people want the right solution but they have a different opinion of what that is and you have to see the other side's point of view mm -hmm. and that's it if you just call them idiots then you're an idiot so yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah so that's just yeah we need people we used to do it a lot and like people in congress that have i've listened to talk and just said you know it used to not be a big deal to have like you didn't need to have house majority or majority in the senate to pass a bill it was it was all dependent on who supported it and it wasn't based on who was proposing it mm -hmm. it was we've got this issue we need to solve it Here's whoever was whoever's bill it was. So this is what I want to do. I think this will work. And if it wasn't about if it was Democrat or Republican, or just if the Democrat or the Republican looking at it said, I don't think this will work, the vote was no. If they said this might work, yes. Or maybe even this might work, but except for this, let's change this. You know, mm -hmm. well, that doesn't exist anymore because it's just it's like you're rooting for sports teams now. Yeah, pretty much. And I mean. Honestly, the way some like the way some uh, celebrities and stuff are talking, like I know like Kanye and stuff, like it might not be too long before we get football players and stuff running to be president. I mean, because like like you know whether you like Trump or not, he's a kind of a step in that direction. Because like I've always known him to be a movie star more, or well not movie star, but like, you know yeah. television, you know face on the TV more yeah. than anything else. Right. That and then. Like, just having a shit ton of money. Those are always my top two thoughts. Now it's president, and then, like, everything else that, like, you always hear about him. But, like, yeah. it's, you know, he's he's a pseudo-celebrity. And it's like, are we going to start just getting, like, regular old celebrities in here? Until people, and this will segue into, whoops, until it will segue into my... Because the, the thing was, everybody was going to bring a topic of something they see wrong and maybe some ways to fix it. Um, is that people have to educate themselves and they have to understand what's going on and they have to understand where the candidates are coming from. In this last election, it was just who could make fun of the other people better. That was essentially what it was. Um, <laughs> All the people that were like intelligent and qualified and could have done a good job were just thrown by the wayside because the American people had way too much fun watching the stupid shit between, I mean, just, I think Trump started it. I, I didn't watch all this with the name calling and stuff. And then they retaliated back. So it's a shit show after yeah. that. So, um, Right. Once America says, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, if you went to, this is a presidential debate, and you're seeing middle school name-calling shit. Like, everybody should have walked out of that mm -hmm. debate. But they didn't. They cheered it on. Like it. And it's just, that's like, what you Again, like, it goes, it goes back to, it's like, it's, you know, pretty much equally political, you know, the, the political party or the political, like, runner's faults. As well as the fucking populace, like, 
you really can't have one without the other, I don't think. Now, like, the more that's going on, the more I'm kind of, I kind of feel like that. Yeah. And maybe Donald Trump realized. I, I think he knew, like, yeah. he couldn't win on, like, merit alone. But he knew that's not how these elections work. He just had to get enough people to be on his side and to like them. Mm-hmm. And that's the same way that, you know, Hillary was thinking on her side. So, it, it this... This is what happens. Exactly. Yeah. So, what do we need to change? Public education. Yeah. That's my number one. I think this is the biggest thing that we need to change. So, the national budget. What percent of education, what percent of the budget do you think goes to public education? Probably like, what's that, 15%. Is it lower? Three <laughs> percent of the national budget is all that is given to our schools, what our public man? schools. This is part of the reason why we end up with shit candidates, because the populace doesn't know what a good candidate is. They don't know anything. They don't care. They're just rooting for a sports team, and that this. When that happens, who knows what you're going to get in August. We could have Kanye 2020. It could very well happen. Unless we increase the budget. (laughs) Alright, so... I'm going to run through maybe some things, problems I see in school. And maybe you agree or disagree. And I'm going to... I wanted Dylan here to help keep me in check to see if these are dumb ideas. But um, we'll have to... he 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 can rebuttal me next episode when he's on but all right first problem is our public schools have bad incentives i think in most places now it's a weird thing it's probably different than everywhere you go but the the worse your school does the more money you get hoping that by giving you more money you will improve your school but if you improve your school you don't get the money anymore so Yes, if you have a noble, virtuous school board, they will do the right thing, put the money where it needs to go, and improve their school. But you can't ignore the incentive that it has created, that if you want to keep the money coming in, you need to stay mediocre. Um, Keep it in the dumps. Um, On the flip side, if you gave money to the good schools, then the good schools are just going to get better, and then the crappy schools are going to stay in the garbage. Yeah. So that doesn't work either. So I didn't have a good solution for this. I, I don't know what what a good incentive would be. You almost have to take money out of it. Or you have to find a good way to base it. Or you got to find out how to get it to everyone all at once. Regardless of, like, like give everyone, like, maybe not have, like, school buildings for people to go in, but, like, everyone's got an iPad and stuff nowadays. Send, you know, send the classes to the, to the students. So, using that logic, if we gave everybody the same amount at the same time, in general, our education will go up. Like, the lowest... The lowest school will become better, but also the the better school will become even better. So, 
I don't know. Maybe you're better off that well, way. Well, that's what I'm you saying. You have raised up. You've raised the lowest part up, and that's what you want. But the gap is still there. Well, that's what I'm saying. Take the schools out of it, and like, no, 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 and and you know, granted, this is a very like weird way of looking at it, and I don't necessarily know if I would want it, but like, I think it would in some ways fix this. Like, you know, take the school buildings out of it. Everyone, you know, everyone's got a screen of some sort on them from a very young age nowadays. You know, just, you know, I don't know how you'd enforce it and everything, but if you could get the same type of schooling. Okay, okay. So you're saying ditch schools and use the money to give people money to afford an iPad, for example, and to be able to access school that way pretty Digital. much you know, through yeah through so, something like that we will come back to that not a bad idea i have that written down as potential we might even move that way in the future anyway that's where i so, think it's going personally so and we can discuss some pros and cons <laughs> of that so um i'll get a ton of amens for this but pe- teachers don't get paid enough um obviously um and there's a, there's a, with the teacher pay there's two things. There's a couple things I would do. One, ten years going away. It's yeah. The dumbest thing I've ever heard of. That shit's stupid. Makes no sense. Um, and really, another hard part is we want to pay teachers well, but we want to pay the good teachers well. And what makes a good teacher? And how do you determine that? And you can't just go by test scores. You know that. Uh, you can no, make the no, test no. too easy. You can just feed them the answers. That's not fun. It can't be who's the most fun because that doesn't have the kids vote. They're just going to vote for their favorite kid that, has, that they have the most fun. Yeah, That doesn't work either. You need something in between because we all know, we know, having gone through school, what a good teacher is to you and to me. Now, yes, there were fun teachers. Mm-hmm. Um Shout out to Captain Campbell at Dunbar. I don't know if he's still there, but he was like the stats teacher. He was the most fun teacher I had. Mr. Ball was a substitute teacher if you ever had him. He was dope. (laughs) Never got anything done. So those are the ones we like. But what did we learn? You know, Captain Campbell's class, we actually learned decent stuff. But um, (laughs) you know when you're... It's weird. Like, you didn't hate going to that class. When it's, uh, when it's, it's the classes you didn't hate going to and you got good grades in, and you weren't going there because the teacher was fun. It was because the teacher was fun and they made the subject interesting, even if you may not have been interesting in it. And this is so true. I took, I moved around a lot. So, and it was always like mid-school year. So I would have to take the sheet around and be like, okay, what's my grade as of right now? It would get transferred to the new teacher. I had two, no, one example. I had a D in geometry mm-hmm. um, at this one school. And the teacher was just not good. He, he didn't teach it in an interesting way. He wasn't passionate about it. It was, look at the stuff in the book. There you go. So D there, I moved to like Minnesota, get to that geometry class, ended up with a 98% B. 
because that teacher really cared if you learned and made sure you did and was fun about it and it, it was good so there's good and bad like but I don't know how the heck to how to judge that I think one would be kind of changing the structure of how we do teachers because right now we have like and you know I don't know all the details of doing this but like right now we got like the science when we have a few science teachers here we have math when we got a few math teachers here etc then you also like you might have you know those like few and usually it's like there's like one per grade is what i seem to remember is like there's like one teacher per grade so really like every year you're getting like the same one you know teacher for each thing yeah. well for me I'm not an auditory learner in the slightest. I've always had, you know, bad hearing for whatever age I was at. And um, also, I just find myself, if it's not visually stimulating, I find myself, you know, it's just hard for me to concentrate. So I need, you know, visual stuff. Um, And hands-on stuff is good for me, but not all teachers are like that. Some teachers are. I think that's how we need to start splitting it up is, like, by, you know, matching the teachers how they teach to how the students learn. Now, granted, like, people might be like, oh, well, then, like, they're not going to learn these other ways. Well, it's... Everybody learns in their own exactly. ways. Exactly. Like, double so, down on that. You can segue me, you segued me into my next couple points was, you know, the one-size-fits-all education does not work, and everybody has different learning styles, and you have to be aware of that. Now, from a... So uh, let's do your example first. People learn better in different ways. There's really good visual teachers, and I think that was better for me too. Um, hearing things didn't sit with me as well as seeing examples done on a board mm-hmm. in a creative fashion. So I'm kind of with you on that. But yeah, there are some people who can just sit and they just they listen and they remember everything they hear. Yeah, and there's people like that too. So either you have to. <laughs> Tell teachers to do both ways, or if you can find a good way to do it, have the teacher say, you know, I am a strong visual teacher, and one that says I'm a strong um, audio teacher, and then when you fill out like a classes you need card or something, you can select, you know, I would rather have a visual math person, but give me an audio English person, like that might be easier, Um, science hands-on maybe that's another category Mm -hmm. just doing things like that versus just watching a bill nye video it works all different for people so that and then not everybody learns at the same rate either Mm -hmm. and first i don't know what it is but it's almost like they're scared to admit this because they don't want to make anyone feel bad right but it's a fact like you, you can't you know Facts don't care about your feelings. So mm-hmm. you have to... And here's my example. I went to Stonewall Elementary School somewhere in Lexington. And what they did was in... This was in elementary school. So they broke it down. We had like workbooks we did, but they had three different versions. Like one was like... I think they had animals named. One was like dinosaurs, armadillos, and like... I don't want to say sloths, but uh, some other type of animal. And at certain points, there was general stuff we all did together. But when you got to the math or the 
um, reading or whatever. Everybody's at a different level. So we had to break up and do our own workbooks. When we were kids, nobody gave a damn about, <laughs> oh, Timmy, he's in the, he's in the, he's in the wildebeest group. Oh my gosh, <laughs> can you believe that? Like, nobody cared. Um, because, I mean, I, I remember myself thinking, like, I've seen the other book. That's a lot harder. You know, yeah. I'd rather not do that. Yeah. I've always been kind of middle of the road. So um, I was okay with it. And so I'm thinking either everybody follows their own track at their own rate. But then at the end of high school, you know, some people are going to be way ahead or way behind. And you have to be okay with that. Or you shift... And people would hate this, but it makes more sense if you're a slower learner, you have to stay in school longer because it takes you longer to learn it. If do that and you can come out at the same, uh, it may take you a couple more years, but you'll come out at the same spot that the other person was. Mm-hmm. They just progressed faster. It's not fair to the slower learners to force them to be at a certain level. And it's not fair to the high level to restrict them in, because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like in high school I was on, like, a quicker learning side of things. And because of that, I just – I could sit in class, just pay attention, and then get passing grades on my test. I never had to do homework or anything like that. Then when I get to college, I'm completely screwed over. I don't know how to study. It's actually hard. I can't just sit in class. Like, I tried that, and I got D's. Maybe C minuses if I was lucky. And I really, I said, hey, well, I have to learn how to study now. If I had been challenged all the way through high school, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I would have done a lot better. So I got screwed over versus the people that come out of high school and are truly not ready. And they get thrown into college classes. They're screwed over and they're not doing well. So (laughs) you've got both people not doing well. The only people that do good are the middle of the road people. So if we could just find a way to balance it together yeah um, and this it's it's hard to do i know <laughs> it is i don't know i will say that the more i think about just like how to go about things like just fixing any issue really is like i'm, I'm slowly starting to really just narrow it down to two things it's either a just start getting to know people like the people around you at an individual basis and like that's, I think that if everyone starts doing that, that's when progress would be made. Either that, or just stop trying. Just let things go. And that's kind of the way they've gone. I've got a note here. Teachers don't care if you learn. They really don't care. And they're they're not paid enough. So why bother? If there was an incentive that if you your kids were learning and they liked you and all that, you got more money. Everybody would be trying. Like, it's almost just like, oh, you do you go into teaching because you love it, right? Because that's kind of the same. Because you you're you not going to get paid shit. So, yeah. um, that's it. Uh, I just, yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say, you know, some kids... We, we had talked about, you know, just different learning styles, but 
I was thinking, how early can we introduce like specialization, right? There's a kid that likes to work on, likes to build things. Do you put them on a separate track so that they can learn more of the hands-on and like the shop skills, all that stuff? I wish we could start earlier, maybe in high school, saying, what do you want to do? Start it early and see what they like to do. Maybe let them, maybe middle school, everybody tries everything. Has like, okay, here's home ec, here's gym class, here's shop class, here's like, um, like a science experiment class, here's a, here's a reading class, here's a, and see what people like and just have better, different paths for them. Yeah. And some people, some kids are high energy kids too. Yeah. The problem is kids don't want to sit still sometimes and it's not, it's not cause like, they, people just like to slap a, um, a mental diagnosis on it and call it, oh, he's got a problem. It's like, okay, well, no, this kid well, doesn't want to sit down. He wants to be out doing stuff. Get him out doing stuff. That's mm-hmm. what he wants to do. There's the kids that want to sit and stare at a book all day. They're, let them do that. Don't make them go do shop class and gym class, you know? Yeah. And you know, like, it's like for the most part, none of the girls like gym class. Back when I was a kid, I, I remember maybe, it was there was if there was anyone walking around, it was always like, like the pretty girls. Yeah, they're just stuff. walking around talking. Just walk around, and if the coach yells at them or teacher yells at them, then they might kind of have at something. But right, they don't want to be there. Why make them be there? Exactly. And like for me, I love gym class. Like I want to play all the sports, you know. But like, and for us, like you're trying to learn how to play a sport, you, you hit the volleyball over, and then like the either like the nerds or the popular girls or whatever just you know kind of you know jump away from the ball when it comes out right Mm -hmm. so that's not helping them and it's not helping you put people where they want to be okay i i was gonna say i very much agree like the the whole like letting people kind of like play to their strengths i think is the best way to do it and i really really agree with um Starting people earlier, like, shoot, like, like college right now is almost anyone I talk to. Very few people know what they want right away. Most people I talk to are like, yeah, I was in, like, I did this, and then I was this, and now I'm this, and like, I'm in it for the long haul with this, and you know, they usually are by that time. But like, if you ask me, it makes too much sense, and things will be going too smooth because think of how many people are in college long longer now because they don't know what they want to do. Right. I think that the high school time would be better yeah, for that. that's the time to try it out, not when you're paying thousands of dollars, which I won't, I won't even rant about that. Yeah. I, I figured that public school alone would be enough to fill the time. I have a bunch of other stuff for college, too. Maybe I can address that next time. Um, <laughs> but, enough. yes, let people play to their strengths. Let them do what they want to do to an extent. Now, here's the other thing is they are not teaching the – life skills that you need in real life. Oh, yes. At all. I can't remember anything. Home ec, maybe. I learned how to hold a baby correctly and how to not burn things down in the oven. There you go. That's it. Were there taxes um, in there? No. So I'm like, I think I had one class on how to fill out a FAFSA form. Hey, I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, but that was it. So, okay, home ec is important. I didn't have it in all my schools. I did in one of them. Um, 
That is important, just basic how to do laundry, how to wash dishes, how to cook basic items. I don't know. Now, some people would say that's your parents' job. I was just going to say that. So, yes, but not everybody's parents are willing to do that. So, and it doesn't have to be an extensive course. Like, on a week, you could just take a week out of the school year and be like, here's some basic home skills. You all probably know how to do this, but we got to do it anyway. Just for the people that don't. So, there's that. House maintenance. Example, I went and I had to change the air filter in my furnace today because it will screw up your furnace. But nobody nobody's gonna know that unless they that's like something they're into. Because and even like the parents of the house may not even know to do that. It's just not something everybody knows how to do. It's one of those things like, oh my grandpa always told me and then my dad always told me this is what you need to do, right? But not everyone has that. Um, it's true. Especially with you've got split households a lot nowadays. It can screw things over. Um, yeah, that car maintenance. Yeah. Like you need Taxes. to change your tire. You need to be able you know need to know that oil is very important to your car. You have to know these basic things. I didn't have it on here, but driving. Mm-hmm. We did have a um, Pennsylvania, we had a driving ed class that was part of the school that actually taught you the rules of the road versus here, read, learn these signs, and then here's your license. Yeah, right. Um, budgeting. I don't remember being taught that ever. The only reason I know how to budget is because I went in to be, I was in a, I had, I had an accounting class in high school before I went to college, so that's where I learned that. Like you say, taxes. Nobody knows how to do taxes. Mm-hmm. Anything government related, like getting a driver's license, paying registration, paying property pet to property tax, how to register to vote, um, how to do some basic um, legal issues, um, where where to go, and stuff like that. It's just none of that's in school. That's the important stuff. <sighs> Things that you don't need. Um, what, what, all right. What are some useless things you learned in school? Oh, geez. Um, I don't know what the fuck is in a fucking new, or, uh, see, I don't even remember my shit. <laughs> but in a fucking molecule or most, I don't know, algebra, fucking geometry. Uh, <laughs> man, what else? So, a it's... <sighs> Everybody needs to have a very basic understanding of a couple things. Like math, you do need to know some basics. Mm-hmm. But geometry, algebra, no, you don't need to know that. No. Um, the science stuff, not really. Um, like there's some, having an idea of how the world works, basic chemistry, what things you can't mix together. Um, you know, how do fires happen? Basic stuff that would help keep you alive, but you don't need to know how to calculate the mass of a molecule. <laughs> right. Um, some I still know the fucking quadratic equation. Oh, I've, we will. I've I never used that in my entire life. Now I did. I have used. I do use algebra from day to day. That's just me being a nerd, but I do have uses for it. But like calculus, geometry, trigonometry. Physics. Nice to know if you're into that sort of thing, but there's yeah. it's not going to help you survive any better. Um, music stuff. I learned 
Like, I can name a bunch of, like, classical songs. I can name a bunch of paintings. Um, you know, those are kind of useless. Now, what are your thoughts on, like, reading, though? Um, do you mean, like, like just... Just, so, like, your English class... English class. Okay. I feel like a lot of that is important. I mean, I think so, because it's the way that we function... Like, if you don't know how to read, you're restricted to, like, auditory and, like, visual cues that, you know, aren't letters. And, uh, I mean, I think, I mean, you got, I mean, I guess that's why stop signs are in big red octagons. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you, got, you got signs that say things. It's like, that's something that, like, I, I don't usually try to judge people on equality. But, like, if, if you can't read and you're not mentally challenged... Yeah. You're fucking up. Reading is definitely important. I was thinking more along the lines of, like, reading. Sure, you've got history books. That's important, sure. But, like, fiction books. Like, oh. Like, I don't know. This book. I don't know. They make us read all these old books. Um, I actually do think it was useful. And it's... The, usually the books they had us read... It's not just, I didn't say, here's Harry Potter and read it, right? It, it, there's really not a lot of substance and stuff you can get out of it. But some of the older books that have stayed around forever are worth reading. I don't regret reading any of the books we read. And you, you learn something from the ones they make you read. They make a point that there's some bigger message in the book. So I think to some extent, that's important, and history is very important. Oh, I I think history is really important. It's just like I don't know. I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like that's kind of you know as time goes, you know that everyone's always like you know the victor writes history. It's just I feel like things might get warped a little bit. And I'm not just talking about like from right, the time that like so. you're in school till the time your grandson's in school, like. I'm talking about like kind of longer spans than that. Yeah, so I have that as a negative is that there's too much teacher influence when it comes to not only literature to some extent, but history as well, is just the way they present it. And I think, and I've had good teachers and bad teachers about this. I've had... Uh, good teachers that would say um, here is I don't I'm trying to think of an example like economic systems like just present it in a fair way and be like this is the system we use this is why we find it to be um, this is why see the thing is the teacher can't say this is why we find it to be superior you have to say this is what people at the time thought here are the good things and the bad things. Here's what this guy over here thought. Here's the good things and the bad things. Blah, blah, blah. Just present it to you. This is what happened. This was the result. And this is why they thought this would work. This is why it didn't. This is why it did. Here you go. And then you can learn further if you're interested. Um, and like even with the war things, they need to be presented fairly. Like I'm sure I can't remember talking about Vietnam in high school. It was a long time ago. I don't know how they presented that. But you, it needs to be a fair... 
a representation of what happened. You almost just have to be happened. like, you have like, to, I don't know. You pretty much have to be there. Like, now, now that there's, like, there's video footage and stuff so readily available, I think future history stuff... It'll be harder to fake. It'll be harder to fake, but, I mean, but that, at the same time, like, if you do manage to fake something like that, it's going to be all the more convincing. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't know. I think that things may change a little bit. I think they're just trying to... They're trying to teach you what to think too much and not so much how to think. And I think the main goal needs to be how to think. And the teachers need to do, like, when you get, you know, touchy subjects, you need to have, like, in-class discussions on things. And the teacher needs to stay out of it really and just be like okay here's a topic we're talking about what do you think Timmy okay and then Sarah I'm just picking random names what do you think over here and then they discuss and then teacher makes sure they don't fight and then if somebody says something incorrect the teacher will be like okay that's incorrect because yeah. they know but they're not pushing it out and one of the best teachers I had I, I had two like this but mainly well this was in college the philosophy class, he said, I'm not going to teach you philosophy. You guys are going to teach each other philosophy. And we would get something and we would read it. And we would come back the next class and we talked about it. It was basically just the students in class talking about it with the teacher just being a moderator and correcting anything if somebody quoted something wrong or something. I'd like to see more of that. And it was 50-50 for me in high school. You know, I had some teacher just said, this is what it is. Learn this for the test. Yeah, that's... You had to regurgitate how the explanation for stuff. That's most of the stuff. Now, I mean, also, everyone this is coming from someone who, up until my last, like, year and a half of schooling, I didn't try too much. But I did notice that it, it, it almost seemed like almost every teacher was almost like... Just trying to stuff you, whether whether you fit through the hole or not, trying to stuff you through, like, a square-sized hole when you're a circle. You know, like, as far as how to think goes and um, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Because <clears throat> I, I remember it being very much like you have stuff that, and this is part of the reason I hated it, you, it, you have this, like, list of stuff you need to know. And if you, you know, if you can't just, like, memorize this stuff and put it on it doesn't matter as long as you get the outcome i think math was maybe the only one where like you kind of had to know how things went you always had to show your work and stuff because they made sure you knew what you're doing but it's like nothing else was like that and that's for the one that like basically doesn't matter anyways and that's why <coughs> the most i i would kick myself if i if my high school self heard me saying this but multiple choice true false needs to go in the garbage because a lot of it's just going to be you're you're remembering things by keywords really mm -hmm. you're associating things if you see like um like roosevelt and then like you've got like uh you apartheid have like the new deal and like two other things you're gonna be like okay roosevelt new deal well and you're just associating things with it Great, you know that Roosevelt came up with or FDR. 
Oh, God, I can't remember. <laughs> Dylan's going to read me. But came up with a new deal. Uh, you're just going to know that, but you're not going to understand anything about it. And yeah, that's exactly. why you need to have more of the questions on the test that are like, okay, describe Roosevelt's new deal. You can't. <laughs> you can't just be like, uh, see? You can't do that. You have to understand. You had to have actually learned what all was part of that. Yeah. And granted, I've forgotten most of it, but I definitely remember the main things that it was Roosevelt. He came up with this plan, and I could maybe brush out a couple of things that was in that. Versus if I had just memorized it for uh, like a test, like I remember we had to just memorize uh, like Civil War battles or something. I've forgotten all of them because it was strict memorization. For a test, you can forget it when you're done. Exactly. I didn't have to have a deep understanding of it. And honestly, you kind of did. Again, this is just from my remembering. Like, you didn't really. Like, you had a lot of. No, okay, maybe. I can't say you didn't have enough time because teachers definitely give you enough time to study that stuff. But, like, it, it is a whole lot of stuff that often, you know, even though it's in the same course, it varies a lot of times. And then also trick questions are a thing. Like, they, they, they put questions in to trick you and stuff to make... I guess those are the good questions in a test because they make you actually remember differences of things. Those are the best way, if you're using multiple choice, to make sure you can't just get it right by guessing. That's true. But at the same time, it makes you question yourself a lot when they're all like I that. Say, yeah. You're just like, oh, yeah, that's that. Wait a minute, is this a trick? You know, and it's, I I prefer, but granted, teachers are going to throw a fit, you know. I'm sure scan, teachers love the scantrons from back in the day because they don't have to do work. Um, but some of them that care, you know, I'd rather see them write, you have to write out written responses to all the questions mm-hmm. and they can get a good feel for, do you really understand or are you just guessing? Yeah. So... That's just a thought. That's a lot more work, though. Um, quick thing, classroom disruptions need to be taken care of immediately. It, uh, I don't remember this being a huge deal in any of my classes. Some of them, you've got the kids that never stop talking or goofing off. Just get them out of there and then move on. Um, I find that I know there's one kid I know that was the type to goof off in class and they would send him to it's like in school suspension kind of but it's just like you sit, sit down in a room by yourself and here's your work do your work and he actually liked that which is weird you know some people just don't operate well with other kids that are also willing to goof off with you it just it's not a good recipe and, it, and again back to the multiple learning styles there's so many differences, though. That's what it's a truly daunting task, and you can't do it with three percent funding. You had a little more, uh, maybe close to what you had guessed. Fifteen percent would be amazing. I mean, it would make sense. Like, like this is one thing I, you know, a little bit of a side note, but I don't get like people are. I don't know, which is people make such a big deal about like. You know, or like the well-being, especially like in in light of like um, you know, shootings and stuff. 
they they make a huge deal of how we need to be you know like watch out for these kids and like protect these kids and all this stuff but like you know i don't think it starts with let's and i'm not saying let's not get guns out of school but i don't think it starts with let's stop like let's figure this gun issue out needs that needs to be figured out immediately i think i don't know why it's so hard to figure it out but like we'll get back to that yeah yeah that's a whole other thing but um i don't know shoot i went off on another another little bit of a rant in my head and i i'm sorry that's some wasted time we'll come back to that topic Towards the end, um, I think I've discussed everything on education. Last little topic on the education is, so we may see in the future switching more towards a, here's a computer, do your school. Now, problem with that is, and the problem I find with like homeschool and like separating everybody off into their own little groups in school like okay here's the nerds here's the nerd track follow this is your that's not how the real world is socially you have all types of different people and i do although most people will say i hated high school because of the drama and all that stuff i think that's important as well i think so or you have to be able to function in a society and you have to be able to function where not everybody thinks the same way as you. Not everybody is as smart as you. Not everybody does things the same way as you. And there's going to be some conflict from time to time. High school's important for that aspect. If we switch everything to a homeschool style type thing, where are they going to get that? And don't tell me through online gaming because it's just kids calling each other bad names. I agree. <laughs> well, see, my my things, my couple thoughts on this specific thing is like one is like if if you're if you if if things go to where everyone's on their own, like like schooling is just everyone's on their own thing. I feel like you could structure things different, like structure time differently, and also like. Uh, you know, it, it'd be kind of a big thing, but maybe, um, maybe there'd be like almost like a recess type thing for like, like based on neighborhood type deal. It's like, Hey, if you want to go, you know, over, you know, to this playground, that's like not far away or whatever you can. Or also I know like, you know, you can't like say, Oh, you're going to learn your social skills through video games, but VR is becoming a bigger thing, and I feel like by the time that we, if we were ever to get to the point where everyone's on, like, you know, like, yeah. doing their own thing, you know, school-wise, like, in their own place, and possibly being, like, sequestered off, I feel like we'd have the technology to, you know, the VR technology to basically just, like, pop, put it on, you're there, you can yeah. hang out with your friends in, like, a digital space, but, like, It'd be like you and me right here. It's just if I try to like grab your arm, my hand will go through it. Yeah. So I don't um, know. You could implement that. You could, and I just thought of this while you mentioned that, like just a virtual classroom. It's like, okay, for this portion, um, the teacher's going to be teaching you, put it on your headset. It's there, and you can see the other students and hear them when they ask their questions um, because that's important too. You know, just because sometimes kids will ask, sometimes they ask questions, you're like, oh, stop. I just done quit asking questions but other times you're like you know i never thought about that or i was too afraid to ask that question that kind of thing and then if 
somebody starts goofing off, then it's just psh, you just shut off their person and then disappear. Bang. Yeah, exactly. problem solved. And then you can have like you know solitary confinement for school, where now it's just you and the teacher. <laughs> All right. You or can see the other students. Or maybe that's when you're left to do it on your own then. Maybe yeah, like right. Yeah, if you demonstrate and I think if you demonstrate you can't function in a classroom with other kids, then you shouldn't be in there. Oh. And that's one way to fix it. So uh yeah, I see us moving there pretty quickly. I could see it. Huh? And that and that kind of will address our school issue. You just now depending on how they do it, no, I don't want to have, like, one sole, like, government-run classroom oh, that produces God. all of everything for I everybody. don't want that. That could be scary. But just do it on, like, a city level, like, on the local level. Here is the teachers we have for that are available digitally or whatever. <laughs> and you can have more to choose from. Um, you can do reviews and stuff. Parents can sit in uh, and watch it with the kids, too. There you go. Is um, there... And then they could give the teacher a grade as well. Be like, okay, they're teaching my kids right, you know. That and it's like, work, so I feel like almost like like we're kind of on the way to that. I think because like they're not kind of well, yeah, you know, we're we're kind of doing it, but like I don't know, like reverse sort of because like right now it's like uh, we like we do have apps that you can like. I remember even before Astro thing, you could like go places and like grade your teachers. So you know if you wanted, like, if someone gave a teacher a bad grade or something, you know, you could yeah. avoid them. I don't know. I just feel like uh, we're already kind of there. It's just we're, we're lacking the just the putting our digital, like, you know, mind. We'll be there soon. Yeah. Scary enough, but we will. Hal's going to be the teaching. The conspiracy side of me does not like that one bit, but. <laughs> yeah. No, um, me neither. It is possible. All right, so that's my big long spiel on public education. Uh, if you guys have comments or whatever, you can just send them anywhere. Facebook message, email us. You can even, uh, I think on the website, it has just an anonymous form. You just type in, like, are you requesting a topic or is it some other thing? And you just type in the box and send it, and it shows up in my email so and it won't tell me where it comes from so you can curse me out there or if you know me you can you know just message me or whatever and we can go from there and maybe we can have a teacher on at some point like i'd like to start doing interviews with different types of people here and there like i'd like to get a teacher on at some point maybe a minister on at some point musician um, you need to get someone who knows what the hell they're talking about instead of me (laughs) I always know what I'm talking about that's fun we're normal people and sometimes it's fun to listen to normal people instead of experts all the time because we're thinking more along the lines of normal people yeah we're not experts we can be wrong so now was the the election thing your topic for discussion or did you have a different one or do you want to save that for next week and do the gun thing? It's up to you. I mean, I'm fine with anything as far as... I mean, I'm not really, like, super prepared on any specific topic, but, like... Yeah, so we can do a... We can... So we'll give you just a sample discussion of what needs to happen. I think we will have slightly different views on, like, the gun thing, so... People need to have these discussions, and if you can't have it without getting angry or annoyed, 
then just, I don't know, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> but, um, so, and this will just be like a, a general discussion. I don't have like facts or stats or anything like that. Like this is just based on what I observe and what I think would work. And then I guess same for you. Yeah. That's I guess almost all my stuff. I'll let you go first. And we'll just do just guns in general or guns related to school related incidents. Well, let's just do just do it. Just start talking about guns and then you'll probably right. end up going there. It's guns, you know. Where do you want to start? Guns, are they good or bad? <laughs> uh depends on the context. Say a loaded question. Um, I think they are inanimate objects and they are not good or bad. (laughs) I agree. Depends on the user and the use. I agree. I mean, I, like, I personally, I want a gun and I am a little bit clumsy, which is, like, the only reason that, like, I'm, like, a little hesitant on it. Also, money, I just don't have money for right now, but... I think, like, I'd rather there not be any guns. I don't think anyone wants guns around. But, like, I mean, there, yeah, I guess there are, you know, there, there are people who fucking love their guns. But, like, yeah. if we didn't need them, then, like, I'd be all right with not having them around. But, like, I don't know, the fact that you got people who, if they're bad enough to, you know, kill just a random person, just shoot a random person or a bunch of random people... Like, they're going to have whatever they want, whether it's illegal or not. Um, So I just feel like, you know, now that guns have existed, they're always going to exist and they're always going to be a threat. So especially if I were to have a family, I want a gun Um, to defend myself, to defend my family. I'd rather have it than not have it. So I think the problem, like you say, I don't want. I wish we lived in a world where guns didn't exist. I don't think that's what we really want. We want to live in a world where people don't do bad things. That's what we want. The guns themselves aren't... Historically, they've been used to kill people, right? That's kind of the whole reason. Well, I'm not sure. I think... I don't know if they were made for hunting first or if they were made for military use first. I fled. I think the first use of gunpowder was in China, and I think it was for war, if I remember correctly. So, um, so for me, there's so many things in this world that can be used to harm people that aren't supposed to harm people. Yes, guns are used to harm people in the war sense, but they... <laughs> if you got rid of them it wouldn't really change anything because people would just go insane and drive cars into people or people would start poisoning people or they would start stabbing people the bad people are always going to do bad things and the one argument I, I guess has a little bit of merit is you know it makes it harder I mean and that's kind of what I was going to say is like 
I don't know. I, I think it kind of is a good argument because, like, so so you take out guns out of the equation. The poison's been around forever. People poison, but usually it's like a political reason or whatever. Um, I just like it, it. Really is hard. Like, man, if I if I had a huge issue with The Rock, and I went up to him well, right now <laughs> as it stands, an issue with The Rock. What did he do to you? I don't know. If he wants to run president, and I mean. <laughs> You know, we'll see how that goes. So maybe I'll have actual issues then. I don't know. But, like, it, it, like you know, he, if I wanted to kill him, like, I could, right now I could, like, go get a gun and, like, just shoot him. And he'd be dead. That dude, like, outclasses me in, like, in weight and muscle by leagues. And I could just end him with, like, the, the pull of a finger. Maybe two. But, like, if we were in a world without guns... I could come up to him with my with my knife or with my sword or whatever, but like he might have a knife or a sword or whatever. Plus, he's still got those like thousand extra pounds of muscle on me, yeah. and so I'm fucked. So like I, f- I feel like that kind of keeps a more natural order to stuff. Like, you know, you, like you're not, you, you know, one big dude could like turn and start, you know, killing people with his bare hands or with swords or whatever, or you know, driving stuff like driving a car into people. I think that's a whole other issue. Like, we don't have people really doing that too much now. So, I don't think that would happen. But I, I don't know. I just think that without guns, there would be more order about a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's just me. I don't know. It's got such a long history. There's, because there's always been violence and there's not been guns that much. Because going way back, it's like the neighboring tribe is going to come kill us we need to be able to defend ourselves what do we got you know we got sticks and stones now and then okay well they've got bigger sticks and stones okay well now we've got bows and arrows and it's just been a progressive like (laughs) i feel like i don't know it's weird and i don't want to get into the good and evil discussion but like you got people that want to defend ourselves and you got people that want to hurt people and it's that's kind of what's been driving this need for weapon advancements. I mean, it is. And it sucks. But we are where we are. We can't change that. So we're at a point, because of what we've done, we can't go back and be like, okay, we're taking all the guns away. At this point, you cannot do that because... They exist. A couple reasons. They exist. You take them away from us. Okay, great. Now all the bad guys have them because they don't care about your rules. They'll go get them where they need to. Um, so they already exist and they're always going to exist. Um, I understand the people that want to try to make them harder to get. Um, okay, that makes that makes some sense. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so for me, I own two guns and therefore home defense and then another one just in case the whole reason that the second amendment existed was to prevent the government from becoming tyrannical yeah if all the citizens have guns Mm. then (laughs) you can't really do it because that's Mm. that's what that's why they put that in there is because you weren't allowed to own guns i'm sure in you know england times back in england you weren't allowed to have one Citizens can't have them. Government has all the weapons. You do what we say. So they put that in there for that reason. To say, hey, everybody has a right to defend themselves from other people and from the government. Here you go. 
don't do bad things with it. I think that point, though, as far as, like, using them to fight against the government, I think that's moot. Because my two things are like, alright, you got your guns, they got their guns, they got drones, they got planes, they got fucking helicopters, they got ATV, they got tons of things besides just guns. Plus, like, man, if you got, you got really bad flea infestation in your house, right? I mean, you, you don't, but like, pretend you do. Man, I hate, I've had to do with fleas. I hate fleas. They suck. The way you get rid of them, though, is you fucking gas them. And it's like, if you can just make a heavy gas and like, like, say like, you know, they needed this city, like, there's a huge, like, focal point of resistance here in like a fictional war between us and the government just drop it like as long as you got the way to drop it if you can just drop a very like heavy gas that is deadly like dude that's everyone so with that argument it sounds like you have already accepted that the government can do what they want and there's nothing you can do about it kind of do it that's kind of you know that's just laying down on that one but maybe, I mean, like, maybe that's personality type because I wouldn't be like that now. So let me give you an example. Would you rather go take care of like, let's say there's like 10 flies in a room that you need to kill. No big deal. Bear fly spider. But what if it's 10 wasps? Yeah, you can, you'll get them all eventually, but you might get stung a few times. Yeah. So you're going to be a little more hesitant to do that one. Yes, the government has superior weapons, and if they re- if the whole government really wanted to enslave us all, they could. Yeah. But there would be a bigger loss of everything. Everything if the other side's putting up a fight. But then think of this though, because like automation, I think automate like you know we see these like robots that are like in testing or whatever, where like they're jumping upstairs or they're running full sprint and stuff. So it's like if that's what we are seeing. Like, the, the Blackbird Bomber, I always go back to that because that thing was, like, 20 or 30 years or something like that ahead of its technological time. So, if we kind of stick with that, I wouldn't, like, I don't think this is, and this is just kind of the picture I got painted in my head of shit where it actually go down, but I don't think this is far off at all. And I think it's plausible to think that stuff like this exists, or is at least in the makings for the people who have the influence and the uh, money and stuff. You know, if they if they have their own place where they have robots that can keep things running for them in see like in, in a like enclosed self sufficient area where it's like they got like their own like robot labor and they're able to just sit around and hang out, like then what who cares if the like if we damage infrastructure or if we stop, you know, global like things from moving, if the people who have the who are like, you know, running this stuff and, you know, pushing this whole war against the citizens that isn't actually happening. Like, I think they wouldn't do it without safety. And I think that, like, that their safety, you know, that would be what it is. Something where they can kind of enclose themselves and stay away from all the fallout of their decisions. Like if that was happening, I feel like somebody would notice. I mean... Hopefully, hopefully not the entire government has gone rogue. Well, I mean, well, check this out, though. I mean, there was there was a guy, I don't remember his, he was a senator, I think. I don't remember his name, but he was on during, like, the 80s, and he was talking a lot about this, uh, it was, like, the Bilderberg Group or something. Some group of rural rich, I think it might have been the Bilderberg, don't quote me on that, 
but he was always he was a he just started talking out against him and saying that in this place they go that they meet at all the time he was like yeah they've got like provisions and bunkers where they could stay for decades if things happen and he the more he was saying this he's like yeah they don't like me saying this they're you know if i end up like having committed suicide just know that it's not me while he committed suicide shortly after so like there is at least already like inklings and stuff like that into new world order territory and that's a whole different story because that encompasses a lot of people and very powerful individuals operating outside of the government and that's another thing i think that like i wouldn't be surprised if like putin and our presidents are like in cahoots i think that the powerful world leaders like first world countries i wouldn't be surprised if they're smart enough to be like hey listen we few that are ruling these countries we can like you know rub elbows in secret and things will turn out real nice for us that's a whole other thing though. i guess new world order kind of what you're talking about so and maybe this just comes down to it's a different type of philosophy where i would rather slim as it may seem if everybody turns on me the whole government turns on me that i do have the option to attempt to protect myself oh don't get me wrong if, if so if, sorry i'll let you get my and then there's the other side that says it doesn't matter we couldn't win anyway you know i view as a quitter attitude but it's a justified thought and if that's what you want to do it's fine but then i don't want you telling me that I don't have a right to fight for myself. Oh yeah, I would never. And I don't want to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. You have to have a. You have to fight for yourself. Yeah. Take this gun. You know. I mean, at the end of the day, like if it came down to like someone was grabbing for me, I'm going to fight tooth and nail to not, you know, right. take it or kill or whatever. But you you still seem on the side of you have a right to have one to protect your home, to protect your family from. For sure. From bad boys. For so, sure. I think. I think that's something most people agree with. Um, then you bring in the debate of like, what type of weapon are you allowed to have to defend your home? Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I say that... I think that there should be... Like, if you're a dude living out in the country... Like, you're way out in the country by yourself. I think you should be able to put fucking landmines out if you want, all right? <laughs> if you're not going to be hurting anyone, like, now, granted, like, for here, you can't put a landmine here because it'll, like, you know, yeah. damage your neighbors, kill your neighbors, whatever. But, like, I don't know. I think that I think that the type of weapon you can have should depend on the, like, physical location you're at. Okay. Like, you know, if you're, like, schools, for instance... You know, that, that's, like, you know, obviously it's not good to have a gun in a school, but, like, you know, if you're around schools and you want some home defense going on, as long as you're not leaving your home with it, if you have a shotgun, that stuff doesn't go as far as, like, a rifle. So, like, maybe you can't have a rifle if you're, like, so close to a school, but, like, after that, if you got a, for home defense, you know, you have a rifle outside of the school area or outside of, you know... You know, there's streets around and stuff. Like, you can't be, like, shooting those. Maybe if you're near, like, a main street, you can't have your... You know, you have to have a shotgun. Something like that. I think it should depend on physicality. Not bad. So, you know, I think most people are okay with these type of safety measures that you mentioned. But... 
So what about the bad guys? They don't care about any of this. Any of these rules. At all. So what about them? I mean... So let's say you say, okay, you live this close to a school, you can't have a rifle, you can only have a shotgun. The responsible gun owner would be okay to have those type of weapons in their home. Like, they're not going to misuse them. So mm-hmm. it seems like a wasted rule. A responsible gun owner is going to be fine. Yeah. A non-responsible one won't be. Well, but then that gives and you a grounds. criminal won't be. But then that gives you grounds that if you do catch them, which, like, if, if you don't catch them, then they're probably not using that stuff out of terms anyways then, even though, like, they have the capacity and the lack of shits to give to do that. But, like... If they do it, then, like, you know, you might, there, there may be some damage, which I think nowadays, like, there's so many people and there's so many conflicting, like, views on everything. That, like, no matter what happens, I think we just have to deal with the fact that there is going to be some sort of collateral, collateral damage anyways. So, like, you know, if they do it, you know, they break the law, punish them appropriately. You know, you're never going to get rid of bad guys. No matter what, if there's more than one guy, there's always going to be a bad guy. When it comes to, like, the school thing, everybody, I think, in my mind, is looking in the wrong direction. They're trying to keep making more and more rules to make it harder and harder for somebody to do something bad. However, people are always going to find ways to do bad. Why do we keep chasing that down? What we need to be doing is protecting our schools if you are let's say you're a criminal you want to go shoot up a place are you going to go shoot up fort knox no are you going to shoot up a military base no because there's people with guns there now people freak out about this right they're like oh you can't have guys with guns or cops with guns in our schools it'll scare the kids or whatever it's like okay that's a lot less scary than what would happen if there was no cop there exactly and I'm not saying, like, do an effort to keep it hush-hush, you know, don't make a big deal about it. Just have officers or guards at certain parts of the school that they can safely cover the school. I, there you go. I, don't they, You don't need big camel guys, full military, with giant rifles walking around school. No. Yeah. Just have a cop yeah. with a gun. That has maybe access to a room that has a rifle if something crazy happens. Yeah. And that's it. But don't tell you don't need to tell students about that. It's just you have to protect, not make rules and hope bad guys don't find loopholes. Like it just No, I, I agree with you, but there is a little bit of a flaw that I've noticed with it. It's just like there's always like people always instantly turn to guns instantly, which is why before I said metal detector, because people are it's it always goes, as soon as a shooting happens, it goes. The left is like, ban guns. The right is like, don't ban guns. And that's always how that happens. Now, I agree the rule, you can only do so much with rules, but like, now instead of focusing on the rules and stuff so much, how about, A, I do agree, like, put we why not put people in the schools? Like, we do, like, in the military alone, like, we got huge reserves, dude. We got people who are in the forces who are, a lot of times they're no different, like, you or, you or me. Where like they're hurting for money and stuff, it's like that'd be an ex- that'd be more jobs having you know somebody again. You don't have to dress them up like a fucking soldier, but right. like you can put them in a school. They know how to use a gun. I know with police people are like oh then they're gonna shoot like you know they're gonna shoot minorities and stuff. 
people, you know, people think that, which, like, you know, based on the, what you see in the media, like, you know. Based on the media, of course. Exactly. Though, well, exactly. Exactly. But exactly. will it really happen, guys? Let's, exactly. Let's, it let's won't. Up, but, like, just to completely hedge that away, do the soldiers instead, because they took an oath to protect the country. They're protecting the country on the country's grounds. And, like, I don't know, I just, like, that. that's what, that's what they're job is and then aside from that you know I, and i have noticed as a delivery driver i deliver schools sometimes and there's like one or two schools that i've been to that like don't do this but all the other ones i notice now they've got like you there's like bulletproof glass you press a button to let someone on the outside in to the first set of doors you press the button to let them in the second set of doors because you were saying before you don't want to shoot up fort knox I don't think it, well, yeah. I think I think it's that a lot of security because like that kind of stuff like walls and that stuff unless you got explosives that you're trying to blow stuff up with which in that case I think you're probably not just an everyday citizen who got an explosive and you're probably more of a terrorist in that point but like now with that idea focusing more on secure structural security um the only downside I've seen to that, and even with like the metal detectors, is that it creates a choke point. Everybody has to go through here, so everybody's going to be stacked up. Somebody can just drive up to the school and do whatever. Then and keep then your guards outside. Everybody's out and wide open. So maybe that is a good mix in between. Have the guards on the outside only in case somebody tries to do that, and work on a way to make sure you can get kids efficiently. And, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, and then I think that's like that's the stuff we need to be talking about yeah. and doing, not just yelling at each other and just making a scene just so that we look cool yeah. and get totally. elected next time. Um, no, like, and again, left and right, nobody wants this to happen. If you like think that they do, you're an idiot. Right. Yeah, it's just you're just buying either that or you just think he, all humanity is evil, which maybe is possible. But I think it's um, selfish, not evil, really. So scary. now I talk. I think I talked to my brother a lot about this one time, just gun stuff in general, because he's pretty uh, um, get rid of gunsy. I think he's okay with handguns. I think, but he's like, who needs to own an AR fifteen? So, a couple things. There's no such thing. Nobody owns automatic weapons, except the military. We all know that. An AR-15 shoots no faster than a handgun. It may shoot more accurate, but you have to take longer to aim it. And um, in close quarters, it's completely useless. Uh, but it is good over distances. So, like... If you took it on a mall or something, yeah, it could be more deadly than a handgun. Um, shotguns would be bad in close quarters. We see that once every once in a while. But so the question I got from Reese is, who needs an AR-15? And my defense is just people. There's people that guns are their hobby. That's what they like to do. Do they? When they buy these ridiculous-looking guns with all these crazy attachments and stuff, it's not to kill people. 
It's because they want to look cool because they think they're badass. And most of the people that are big gun, not people, are wannabes. They just want to look cool and they feel cool shooting a gun. Mm -hmm. And they go to the range and they do this stuff. It's not. And that's it. Yeah, it's just so if you're going to say, okay, well, you don't need a rifle that shoots that far and that strong with that many bullets, then, then I'm going to come back with this. You don't need your skills. No, not that. <laughs> um, sports cars lead to a lot of accidents on the highway. And even like a lot of, you know, the rich people that have all these fancy race cars will get drunk and get in their car and kill themselves and potentially others. Who needs a sports car? If you're obeying the rules of the road, there's no reason to have one, right? If you've got a sports car, you're going to be breaking the speed limit. You know that, right? But they still sell them anyway. So you can't... If you want to go the... You should only have the bare minimum necessary to do what you're going to do. You can only have handguns. Then you can only have four-cylinder cars that have uh, rev limiters and top speed limit limiters then you can just apply that to any sort of anything. Um, exactly. Skittles. Um, can't have your Skittles. You gotta have your You grams. could go, like, uh, buying fertilizer. Um, you don't want to make bombs with it, so you can only buy enough fertilizer for a one-potted plant. Because who needs more than that? You don't have a farm. You know, if you have a farmer's license, then you can get more. But, you know, it's just... Mm. I, I definitely, I mean, I hear what you're saying, and I, I, I tend to agree with your points on that more, but, like, I think that's the, I don't know, that's the wrong rabbit hole to be going down, though, because everyone always gets caught up in, like, like, the details and the specs of the guns and, like, how far what can shoot and how, like, all the damage things can do, all the damage it can't do, and I think, again, like, that's just both sides getting wrapped up in details that don't matter. All right, so... Sorry, not to totally like shoot that down. Totally no, kind of shot it down. I don't like that idea. Uh, I'm always just making, uh, uh, just saying, you know, if you're going to do that, yeah. you know, this is kind of the same thing. More people die in car accidents because people driving like idiots. And a lot of times it's cars they shouldn't be, they don't need to be driving. Mm -hmm. Just drive a Ford Focus. You don't need to be driving. Everybody, everybody and their mother has freaking Mustangs now that they're just revving all the time and gunning in. It's going to get people killed. You don't need that. But I don't believe in telling you what you need and don't need. There's people that like cars. They like that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. To each their own. Do that. I'm not like a gun nut at all. I have one for home protection, one for national protection. And then, there you go. Uh, like my friend Bobby has like 30 guns. Okay. I have no issue with that. And honestly, the people the people I know that are like real gun know are so hardcore about safety and they're so responsible it's ridiculous so yeah. like the people that bash the nra all these nra members i know will like if i've got an unloaded gun and i'm just kind of messing around and i swing it around and it happens to point at them they, they will kick you out of the club <coughs> you'll lose your membership right <coughs> it's no joke with them like that <coughs> the gun enthusiasts are some of the safest people i know definitely now should there be more gun laws? There are some that could be useful. And so he, here's 
my thing is everybody has a right to own a gun to protect themselves and their family. And if you're into that sort of hobby, cool. You can have whatever you want. I don't care. But if you demonstrate at any point that you are not responsible or that you are not mentally capable of owning a firearm, then you lose that right. And we have laws like that. If you're convicted of a felony, you can't own firearms anymore. Like if you're, I think if you get um, arrested for domestic violence, you can't have a gun anymore. So that's a good rule. It's like, okay, right? And and now we've got the mental health thing is becoming a hot issue. A lot of these people that are shooting up schools are not all together. Um, so if we're going to do that, have a law that says that they're, they're flirting with ideas of like, if somebody close to you says this person is dangerous, the police can come and take your guns. Right. But then it starts to, things can get a little slippery at that point Mm -hmm. where, um, you've got a, a guy, let's say I work with somebody at work who doesn't like me. And like one day, like maybe I make a bad joke or I just seem angry about something and snap at somebody. And then that guy goes to the cops mm-hmm. and then I lose my guts. Right. So there has to be, we have to find a good cutoff, I think, a good way to do it. I think it should be like physical. And this is just my preliminary thoughts. But like if you cross the physical bar- barrier at all, like you like throw a punch or you kick someone or you push someone. That's something that could be. I don't. I don't think yeah. that there's unless you're acting in self defense. I don't think there's any reason you should be like yeah. offensively pushing. Yeah, civilized. Exactly. Yeah. So that's not bad. Yeah. But maybe then, just you know change it to any type of physical violence. I was gonna say physical or any over the top like, and I I know like this is all at the end of the day any law is up to interpretation by whoever is like presented to like with the law. Even, like, even though it's all, like, legally stated, it's legally stated within something that, like, our country has, like, framed it so it's like that. That makes sense. I don't know if I'm... Anyways. Uh, I think that the other thing would be, though, like, if someone's always, like, like, if they're sitting there, like, they, they got a factory job and, like, sometimes they get, like, a bolt that's a little bit rough on one side from the guy to their left... And, like, the guy on our left hears him say all the time, like, oh, I'm going to, like, skin your wife alive. And, like, saying all really oh, weird, crazy, yeah. messed up stuff. But, you know, I don't want to run into, again, you just don't like the guy that you work next to. You can be like, yeah, I heard him say that. I mean, that's true. true. Then, right. I mean, but maybe if you get multiple instances of people saying, yeah, that guy was a little, you know. Sure. I, mean, I think it's we need to be if we did something like that we would need to be very try to be fair and thorough mm-hmm. we can't have any um, you know one guy said he heard him say this once oh. you know now to that uh, another thing is we do need to take threats seriously no matter what. Like, I do think we're at uh, a stage and age, and even if somebody jokes about it, just be like, yeah, I mean, you should probably call the cops. It's like, there's no reason to risk it anymore, and there's no reason for anyone to make jokes like that, given that it seems to happen. Yeah. 
Well, now my thing would be like, so you got you got your two guys, or even possibly like three guys saying one guy is saying this stuff, right? Then you take it a step further. Instead of right away being like, all right, your guns are gone. They say, all right, we're gonna grab your guns for for now. While we're in this period, we're gonna put you through some psychological tests or whatever. I don't know, like, you know, I'm sure you can devise a system, you know, to kind of gauge people's, you know, mental thing, like, you know, on, on that cursory of a, uh, of a, you know, a threat or whatever, like the people saying you said something. So, shit, I just lost my train of thought again. And I had some, I had some more good I was going with this. Um. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, so, so, like, they, you know, they, they grab your guns for a little bit while you're taking these tests and stuff, and then once the results have been, you know, like, have, have been found out and everything, then it's either, okay, like, it's likely he didn't say this, or it's likely he did say this, and then based on that is what you make your choice on, and plus, I also think that if something, like, if you have to go through these tests and stuff, then, like, uh, workplaces would design it to where because that's going to be money out of their pocket. They don't want that, so they would design it to where if you're going to make a claim, it's going to have to be you, you like it's in your best interest for it to be true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I would think is the way to do it. And even if let's say one person comes in and says, "Hey, I heard this person kind of saying something kind of crazy," or Maybe it's just a time to, okay, keep an eye on this guy, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to jump the gun right away, but keep an eye on him. Maybe mention to a couple other people that work with him, hey, if you hear him say anything kind of, you know, off the wall, let us know because we have to take everything seriously. Um, yeah. So take all threats seriously is another correct step. I'd rather take the time to investigate something than have something bad happen. Um, it's it's human life, so it's always worth the trouble. Um, the The best argument I've heard for banning assault rifles, well, just rifles. Um, is that for people that are not all there, some of the, the people that do these kinds of things may feel more empowered having a rifle like that. Just mm-hmm. the psychological effect of having one. It's bigger than a handgun. So you're not going to feel... Because for a lot of people that, ha- that do these things, it's a power thing, yeah. right? Yeah. They want to feel powerful. They want to feel in control. They feel more powerful and in control when they have... A rifle versus a handgun. No doubt. Um, That's the best argument I've heard. But I don't think that someone else should give up their rights. Mm -hmm. Because other people can't control themselves. I agree. So that's, that's where I'm at. 
um, because it's a free country, you have a right to protect yourself. It's, unless you've demonstrated that you are not capable of owning a firearm, you have your right to it. And that's that. And, yeah. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at for now. I haven't... I don't know. And then stopping... You can't stop bad things from happening. No. But I think we need to take measures to protect our children. Which, I, I mean, I agree. I'm like, that's... Which I think needs to... People don't... Like I said, you know, they don't go after... Uh, banks. They don't go after military bases. They don't because they're heavily guarded and secure. We, our children should be secure. Exactly. And we, we have spent, we've got better protection around our money than our kids. And I think that's a little no backwards. So. Well, I mean, I very much agree. And I mean, there was a time where I was debating um, it it was the it was specifically we were talking about metal detectors because this was the first time that had crossed my mind i was talking to this person and i was like well why not do metal detectors like it makes sense it get guns you know guns are made of metal there are some like three printed plastic ones but those aren't going to do much like you know you, you're going to get the real big things like that well the two arguments i heard was the choke point one you brought up earlier and the other one was money and it's like dude like Money shouldn't be a fucking thing when we're talking about the well-being of our kids. That should be something where we're putting a lot of our money into, especially right now since it's showing, since that is being shown that like, you know, our kids are in pretty, you know, they can be pretty big danger in school. So it's like, why not like anyone, any politician, any citizen, anyone shouldn't like think twice. Oh, it, are we spending too much to keep these kids' lives intact? Like, I don't think that should be a question at all. Like, I'm, I'm not saying just sit there and run the entire, like, like country into the ground so we can have these metal detection stuff, but, like... appropriate measures. Exactly. And... You don't need to build Fort Knox around all the schools, well, but you do need to have something that can make parents feel safe that they're dropping their kid off. Right. And that's it. Now, the real, like, I don't like talking about, like, what, like, this kind of debate, because uh, it's, I think if you're an upstanding citizen, you have a right to own a firearm. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's, that's the country we live, live in, that's how it was built, that's what I'm gonna, that's what, that's what I go by. I, I'm not big on control, and that's just my philosophy. So... But I do want to know, my question always is, why? Why are these kids doing this? That's what I want to know. Mm -hmm. Because that'll fix your issue right there, and everybody's happy. It's not like, you know, the guns are corrupting the kids and making them do bad things. It's They've got hate or something wrong, and they just snap and... And really, ever since, like, Columbine, they've seen, hey, you know, you know, look what they did, you know, and they're getting inspiration from this crap. Mm -hmm. um, like, one minor measure is just to stop saying the name of the people that do these things is one way to stop it. Mm -hmm. A lot of them do do it for notoriety. And, and just, 
why outside of that like I want to live in a society that doesn't need guns and nobody wants guns by choice mm-hmm. like they're just like why do I want a gun everybody's nice you know I have no no reason to fear anything unfortunately I don't think we can ever get to that point but you know why why are they doing this that's what we need to answer and is it I don't know is it kids being mean at school or is it something else because I I have experienced bullying at some point in my school career I never wanted to kill anybody like so there's got to be more to it I mean I, I think there is more to it but like the thing is I also think that like not all of them but I think that for some of them you know it could be Maybe it wasn't like, oh, like everyone was always really mean to me, but like maybe it was just like there was one day someone said something to him and that was just enough for him to finally be like, all right, that's it. Like, I'm done. Like, I, I think that it comes from a lot of, like, oh, I'm just saying like that yeah, could be like yeah. on top of a bunch of right. other stuff. I think it's a yeah. bunch of, I just think it's got to, with, honestly, my answer, whenever like a lot of variables are involved with pretty much anything, my answer is a combination of of it like it, it's got to be a combination of like like mental unstable a very heavy dose of mental instability and then like like home stresses or uh like yeah. stresses getting like getting picked on can like i'm i'm a very big believer in you can say whatever the fuck you want just don't be like don't single someone out and sit there and be malicious but i think like if someone is sitting there and like you know, if you constantly, like, there are ways to work things and to say things and do things that, you know, are meant to, like, you know, break someone's, break people's mental stuff down. And kids find that stuff out pretty easy sometimes. Yeah. Kids are mean. They are. They and I think, it's just like, you know, I think, you know, saying, if, if, if there is a kid that's always getting picked on, always getting, uh just singled out and made to feel like shit on a daily basis. I'm not saying it's the only thing at all, because I don't think that alone would make you shoot a place up, but like, you know, it's, it adds stress. It adds hatred and malice to their mind. And I mean, it's got to feel pretty good for them. I'm not, I'm not condoning this at all, but like, it's got to feel pretty fucking good to them to be able to do that. If that's something they've been running through their mind for that long. And that's that's what was wrong. Like those Columbine kids, it was that sort of thing. Cause they and they really they were going after people they knew that had picked on them that were a certain type of people they hated. You know that it was apparently it wasn't so much like that though. Really? We uh, is it my mom's one of my mom's high school friends has a son who is currently going there, or he he must have just got done there or something. But um, she was saying, because, like, they lived around there their whole life, and, like, around, like, around the town, the talk was that, like, they were, they were the ones that were causing problems, and they were the ones that were, um, like, doing shit to other people, and they were just shitty people. Mm-hmm. And, like, the media blew it up and made it out to, like, victimize them and all this stuff, which, again, is another reason. Like, this is part of the reason that I just kind of am growing to be more just shutting down with stuff with issues but like it you know that's that's a very big possibility that like you know things do get twisted like that in the media 
we don't see things exactly. I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but like, uh, like with the school shootings, like basically not all of them. Keep it a little bit shorter. Not all the school shootings were like what you think of, like a bloodbath or anything. Some of them were like that were uh, at the beginning of 2018 that were getting uh, put down as school shootings. Like some of them were like right. a misfire or a suicide. I, I don't remember if I told yeah. you this, but like my little sister, she, uh, someone was shooting a gun or had a gun around their, um, her school in Colorado. Yeah. And it got on the news because he like, this, that, what actually happened is like he'd been around there and he ran in the direction of the school Never went onto the school grounds and never hurt anyone. But um, she got a call from her friend in St. Louis who was watching the news. And she's like, your school's on TV. And they said there's a shooter there. Yeah. So, like. That's, yeah. I remember that was, uh, I think it was, like, in January there alone, there were 30 school shootings. Like, okay, well. No. And then it no. instantly dropped down. Like, like In terms 12. of what you're thinking, it was three or two, two or three. What you actually picture yeah. school shooting to be. The rest was just stupid shit, you know. Uh, a, a gun was shot at or around a so, school. Yeah, technically, Ooh, you know. But like, it's not it counts, you know. So we could do without the fear mongering. But it's and that's why don't watch the news, all right. But be aware, you know. Just if you, if you suspect anything. Instead of being having a news report after the shooting saying, you know, I always thought that guy might do something, you know, say something ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you had said the Columbine wasn't quite how I mean, they described it. Now, I'm just, now this just is, right we're going to take a, a tiny conspiracy detour here, since <laughs> this is the Do You Believe podcast, um, is that, like, that in suicide are not tied to being bullied at school at all. It's, right. it's not that. It's something else. And I think for a lot of the suicides, it's it's depression. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, I feel sad because people are mean to me. That's not what depression is. I don't know if like you've ever experienced it or if anyone you knows had it i had a like i think at one time like i had a small bit like a, a taste of what actual depression is and it has nothing to do with um people it's all in your head and yeah. you just for no reason at all you just feel like despair for no reason it, like it's just like why do i feel this way like i'm just going through life like I normally do people are people nobody's been mean to me and you just feel like shit so it's it's much more complicated than that and I feel like if something just chemically wrong with your brain can make you kill yourself it can easily make you kill other people too oh yeah no I don't think it's like I think it's worth looking into the mental illness side of things. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of them end up killed or killing themselves when they do these shootings, so you can't talk to them and understand. You go off what they were like beforehand, but like that, there's only so much you can glean yes. from that. And a lot of the ones that um, didn't die, when you see pictures of them in like the courtroom and stuff, they just, they don't look, they look like zombies. They're just kind of like, 
blank stares, just kind of like they have no idea what's going on. It's just kind of suspicious, but yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, I haven't like watched them and stuff, so I can't attest to that. But like, I, you know, I mean, my only my little suspicious bit about all this is just that like, barring Columbine, they all kind of just like happened at once, and like. That's weird. It just started happening. And it's always the same type of person. And the one time that... I think there was like a... A few months ago, a... Uh, I don't remember. It was... It was... A, it was a lady and she was... Of some sort of ethnicity that was not white. And she shot up YouTube headquarters, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we heard nothing about that. So that's another thing is, I do think that like... Whether it's for a nefarious purpose or it's just because this gets the most views and hence the most money, there are story stereotypes that pop up and get told and retold, and like we're yeah, always and that's that's just you know most of the media is left leaning for the most part, and they want to limit guns as much as they can, and anytime they find something that fits fits the story they've built in your head, they're gonna push it and push it, and that's. That's going to be true across the board. I'm sure people get pissed off when I say that, but like, I'm sure if there was um, some si- some sort of policy or something that the right wanted to push, I'm sure we'd do the same things on the news. Mm-hmm. Just pushing things that support what they're saying and ignore everything that's not. That's just news. That's why you shouldn't watch it. <laughs> Pretty much, honestly. Or if you do, you have to watch both sides, but honestly, it'll just give you a headache. Yeah, I, I say just, honestly, if everyone just stopped watching the news, I think things... Stop watching the news and pay attention to what's going around on around you yep. and in your city. Yep. Quit worrying about all this other stuff. Yes. Let the, like, with immigration thing, let the people that border Mexico, let those cities and states deal with that issue with the government. You stay out of it. You are hundreds of miles away. This has nothing to do with right. you. And that's why I think if you, if you got, I don't know, if you got a whole bunch of stuff to say, if you're if you're passionate enough about something to like rip someone's head off just for having a different opinion, then you need to be taking that fucking energy and maybe some of your money and funneling that into something that's actually gonna make a difference. Yeah, you know? talk, talk is cheap, people. Talk yeah. is real cheap. Talk is cheap. Fuckers. Oh, man. Yeah. He's mad. Well, we're going to have to take your firearms away. So, <laughs> uh, so see, but with the slippery slope, like somebody could just, just make it say something like that, you know. Oh, my God, he can't have one. So, you know, rules that can understand that that is joking. But, you know, take other things seriously. So that's the end of our sample gun debate. None of us tore each other's head off. And shoot up any schools either about it. And it was just a, it was a good civilized discussion. I don't think I said anything off the wall that offended you. I didn't know. Nothing you said offended me. And I think we're on, we're both kind of on board with protect the schools. And I think that's the common ground that we need to come to when it comes to the gun stuff. Um, the right is not gonna be in favor of more strict like like 
rules like no assault rifles and you have to be 21 to buy a gun or anything. They're not going to be on board with that. So don't bother with that. So, but protecting the schools, both people can get around that. Like, yeah. That's something we share. So yeah, for sure. let's do that. Um, yeah, that's our spiel on the gun stuff. Are we 100% completely on all sides educated <laughs> opinion on all this? <laughs> So, yeah. Um, for a final segment, we'll do a bonus um, game at the end after the credits. Uh, if you're a big nerd, you're a fan of handheld games that were popular in the 90s and early 2000s, stay on to listen to that. But for the last segment, what have you been up to, Aaron? Mm-hmm. Well, probably the same as last time I asked, but drawing, working, and drinking a whole lot of coffee, except with the addition of, I am on my second of my 2018 biannual Skyrim binges, <laughs> and uh, I'm making a troll hunter, and I'm on Legendary, and I'm getting my ass kicked. Oh, man. That's, That's a lot of fun. I still haven't finished that game. Yeah. There's just, there's so many ways to play it. Yeah. Those are so many games, and Red Dead Redemption 2 is out, and I've heard good things about that. That's right. So I might look into that. We'll see. Um, but yeah. That's, the, um, that's the beauty of being a caveman like me and having a PS2 or an Xbox 360 or a handheld, <laughs> is you don't get caught up in all those newfangled games. <laughs> so if I really want to play Monster Hunter World. Yeah, me too. So I'll get a PS4. I have the game. I just need the PS4. <laughs> Um, all right, so I'm just um, I'm still reading The Name of the Rose by Umberto Eco. Almost done with that. I'll probably finish that this week. It's been interesting to say the least. It's a, it's like a murder mystery in a monastery, and it's got some religious themes to it too. It's pretty interesting. Um, hmm. But yeah, I won't say any more about that. And I've been playing Lego Marvel Heroes. Oh, really? Sure, it's a kid's game. No, 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 no. I, I ain't judging. Lego Star Wars is dumb. The Lego Star Wars games are so fun. If you haven't played one, find one. There's so many different ones you can play. They're, they're all good. I haven't played any bad ones. Um, but this one, you've got all the Marvel heroes, Spider-Man, uh, Captain America. You've got the X-Men in there. All their bad guys. And they've got a story they've kind of thrown together where you've got different heroes teaming up to fight different bad guy teams. And it's it's entertaining, to say the least. And kids can play it, but adults can play it too. Um, there's puzzles and stuff and things to collect. And then, like, for me, it's just the nostalgia of they have all these different um, versions of these superheroes that I remember from TV when I was a kid that... Like, kids nowadays will have no idea who it is, <laughs> but I get it. So, there's stuff in there for... Uh, if you're um, a family with kids that play games, this is a good one that you can play with them, and you don't want to, you know, blow your brains out afterwards because it's so stupid, but no, these are actually fun. So, I played that a bit, and that's all I'm into. So, um, next week, hopefully we'll have Dylan back. We'll have his take on his topic of how to make America... Great again. <laughs> no pun intended. I'm sorry, Dylan, but 
but seriously, <laughs> Dylan wants to make America great. Um, so he'll have his topic, and then we'll give you a brief history of um, uh, political parties uh, ahead of election time, which is, uh, when is that? It's the 6th of November. Yeah, that's November 6th, so that's next, next Tuesday. If this comes out, this will be out Saturday. So um, go vote, people. It doesn't take long. I think even if you're a bum, I think you can mail in your vote in some places. And some places do early voting, too. So look into it. Just take the time to do it. Don't be like Just me. Vote. Don't be like Aaron and don't be like what I always... Aaron actually voted before and I never I have. One so. time. Um, but yeah, that's it. Stick around for the game if you want, but it's nerdy. The game we're playing, it's basically we have 12 minutes, and me and Aaron have to name all of the Generation 2 Pokemon. Um, we're doing this on... It's www.sporkle, S-P-O-R-C-L-E.com, has a bunch of like quizzes and puzzles and stuff you can do, and this is one of the game ones. I did the name original 151 Pokemon earlier... And I got 109 of them in 12 minutes before I ran out of time. So I thought it was pretty good. That was better than the average. So me and Aaron, we're going to do Generation 2. The second hardest part about this is we have to be able to spell it too. That's easy. So <laughs> the one thing I, Venusaur, could not spell that for the life of me. Is it a V, oh, hold on, hold on. V-E-N-U-S-A-U-R? Yes. So it was Venusaur. And I was like, Venusaur? Venusaur? Uh, I couldn't get it. Venusaur. Venusaur. And also, Drowsy is with a Z, not an S. That one screws me up. But okay, Generation 2. We are about to go. So we've got, it's 100. <laughs> That's not bad. But I haven't played this game in ages. It's so okay. you can just start naming them off. Well, there's one right there. Totally <laughs> Right, Toto. Got yeah, Toto. No. Oh god. Oh god. To T O T O dial. Gotta be able to spell too. Right. Krokonoff. C R O C uh O N A W. This one's hard to spell. For alligator, F this one's weird. Alright. <laughs> F E R A. Uh L oh, Hey, there you go. The R the R at the end was weird. Okay, then we got Cyndaquil. We got oh crap uh, S Y or C Y C Y no 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 C Y N oh there we go Cyndaquil it should be all right uh, Typhlosion T Y P H Plosion I don't remember the second one um Quillova and then we have um, Chikorita C H I Chick O Rita yeah um, Meganium and Bayleaf. Uh, M-E, yeah. Nice, okay. Alright, so we got Sneasel. We got Tyranitar. We got fucking uh, Pupitar. We got Larvitar. We got Celebi. We got um, the three dogs. There's uh, Suicune. Entei. 
And Raikou. Backwards. Yep. Um, see, who do we got by Celebi? What are the ones we're missing over there? We got Mistrevis. Oh, and Scizor. I think that's spell it, apparently. S C I Z. Hold on. I'll show that. E A. U S, I think. Alright. I'm glad you know these. Okay. Yes, sir. How do you spell Caesar? S C I Z O R or Z Z O R. Okay. Um, which is the one cool second gen. Alright, we're down past 10 minutes now. Okay, um, we got Togepi and Togekiss. But no Toga plane. No, not yet. Um, try it. A. No. Oh, man. Maybe it is an E. How do we spell Togekiss? Do one S. That, that seems... Oh. It drops down there once. Oh, later. okay. Um. No, 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 no. Do a tick. Oh, <laughs> shit. Damn. Jeez, man. Tick. You scrub. Okay, we I got know. Sentry. Hey, the baby. Oh, for it. Right. Uh, Gligar. Or Gliscor. Is it Gligar or Gliscor? I think it's Gligar. Gligar. Um, then we got... Um... um. What are the babies? There's Elekid. Oh, who? Noctowl. <laughs> Then there's Elekid and Magby. Oh, yeah. And, and Smoochum? Smoochum, yeah. Um, there's uh, Mr. Mime one. Mime Jr. No, that was a, a later yeah, one. Um, there was... Um, Pichu. Igglybuff. Ah, uh, fuck Igglybuff. And Pichu. <laughs> um, we had... Let's see. Clefum? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, we... Ooh, ooh. Um... Mill tank, <laughs> can't forget mill tank. Uh, what's that stupid dog? Snubble. Snubble. Uh, two bees and then, and then there's a Gramble. yeah Gramble. Okay. Uh oh, uh, Meryl and Azumarill. Uh, one L, I think. Oh no no, M A R I L. L, one two L's maybe. There we go. Okay. And then Azumarill. Don't burst. Um. What Best Pokemon. Uh, Steelix. Steelix. Ooh, the spiders. Um. Ariados. And uh. Spinrack. Ooh, all right. And then uh, what are the bugs? Did they have any? There was Heracross. Okay. Um. Sudowoodo. No matter. L E. Lediba. No, no, L E. <laughs> there we go. And what was Ledian? Okay. And then, um, yeah, did you get hair across? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, there was uh, who's the noodle turtle again? Uh, Shuckle. Uh, there's Mantine. There's uh, Octillery. There's Quillfish. Yeah. Remoraid. Uh, Q-U-I-L-F-I. Just one L. Thing. And then fish. Uh, shit. Uh, uh, what was that stupid? Remoraid. Uh, How do you fucking spell? Quillfish. 
Oh yeah, that's it's something like that. Some weird yeah. shit with the W. There we go. <laughs> Fucking Pokemon. God. Man, we still got a good bit to go. Um, um, I'm trying to walk through the game. I'm around an Espeon. Ooh, damn. Um, were there any birds in this series in this season? No, I don't think so. Um, that monkey. A palm. Yeah, that's true. Um, Sloping. Yeah. Ah, fucking. Mm. Uh, Lugia and Ho. Those are the two right oh. there. Celebi. <laughs> They're on. Duh. Cover. Right. Fuck. Um. Then we got. Let's see. Uh, Houndoom and Houndour. Um, um, ghosts. What else do we got? There weren't many ghosts. There might have been like one other one. Murkrow. Murkrow. Yeah, he's he's on there. Okay. Good call on that. Did you get nineteen on there? Got who? Oh, you did. Never mind. Um. Nice Chinchu, and then um. Fucking yeah, that's it. That's I'm pretty sure that's his turn. I got my turn. Ooh, we almost got that first row. Uh, we're just missing one right before yeah, what between Ariados. Is, is that Sudowoodo? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what's that stupid the hold on. metal bird? Oh, Sunflora and Sunkern. And then there is a what's the metal bird again? Uh, Blossom, that's a good one. It's the one stupid bird. <sighs> Metal stupid looking bird. Fuck. He was real big. Oh man. Um. Skarmory. Yeah, Skarmory. That's oh, it. I, was th- I swear that was third gen. Okay. Nope. Um. Let's see. Uh, We're down to four minutes. We're doing four and a half. Good. Uh, uh. I feel like we're missing some water ones. Probably. So are great. there any jellyfish? We got a good bit of water. I'm trying to think. Fire, we didn't get many, but I don't know. Oh, true that and hit my. Uh, yeah, that's it, Tyro. Alright, uh. Are there any birds? Oh. No, the walrus is in this one. That's no, those are good ones, though. more dragons. Oh, Kingdra. <laughs> I got Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Red gear does. Dang, I thought that worked. Um, ooh, uh, uh, what are those ice ice pigs? There's a uh, Pilliswine and Mammoth or no, Mammoth is a newer one. Pilliswine and uh, Swinub. Swinub, yeah. Gotta <laughs> get this. Um, is snow runs free? Yeah. yeah. God. Uh, there was a uh, the deer. Stantler. Stantler. I think that's the one by Ari. Oh, that's not. <laughs> um, shit. I'm trying to think. And were there gonna be like so many where we're just like you fighting times? Oh, that's I'm fighting. Is it electric? Is it steel? Is it <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Ooh, steel! I wonder if they got any extra steel. Those stupid. 
It's like hip hop hip hop hip. Oh, skip loom and jump skip loom and jump love. Hop hip skip loom and jump. Oh, it's just hop skip and jump. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> what is it? Jump love. Jump love. <laughs> H hop and then pip. I oh, think. P I P. Yeah. There we go. Um. Um. I feel like there's more in that fucking bug catching contest area. There was some more. Is there anything yeah. outside of like Sunkern and shit? Wasn't there any other like? Trying not mix it up with like. Stupid. No, mine and Impossible were third gen. Oh. Fuck, we're getting close. What about some normal? I feel like we're missing a bunch of normal. Desert stuff. No, there was no desert in that game. There was like you go up. There's like some caves. Ooh, ooh. <gasps> Crobat! Okay. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Wooper and uh, uh, fucking. Uh, Legs. 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 <laughs> um. There's like that swamp area, unknown ruins. There's unknown. I got. That. Oh shit. Um, oh, those birds. Not two. Not two. Here we go. Were there any cats? I don't think there were any new cats. Were there? Snakes. Uh, I'm trying to think of steel type. You got steel legs. You know what Skarmory is. Steel legs, Skarmory. Surely there was more than just those two. We're at 19. Almost. Ah, oh, fuck. You got 81 out of 100. That's not bad. seconds to go. Right, I'm gonna not thrust that. <laughs> that was pretty good. Considering I haven't touched that game in ages. Marie Flat. Ah! Polytoad. Goddamn Yama. Wobbuffet! How do we forget Wobbuffet? Fortress. I was thinking. Uh, I was. I kept thinking story. of. um. Fucking Ferrothorn. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> I was thinking Wormadam. Wormadam. Solo. Deli Bird. I was just thinking about Deli Bird today, too. What the heck is my ish? So we got 81%. The average is 65%. People need to get on our level. Yeah. Y'all can't be the very best like no one ever was unless you get to our level first. And leave all these skittles with you, by the way. Heal packs. All right. Well, we might play one more, but you guys will have to become patrons on Patreon to get that extra content. Because I know you guys love that. <laughs> so yeah, but um, I guess we don't have to say goodbye again since this was after the credits. This show was brought to you by the Do You Believe Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at DYB underscore podcast. Requests and comments can be sent to requests at doyoubelievepodcast.com.